Hey, 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 it's Amina's House Podcast, episode 134. We are back in business. Amina, say what? Podcasting from my house. I'm Shayna B, podcasting from my house. <laughs> Dexter Stucky, podcasting from my house. <laughs> we should change it to uh, Mina, Shayna's, uh, Garnett's, and Dexter's houses <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> The neighborhood. Right. It's the neighborhood. Right. We all Mina's neighborhood. Right. Mina's that's exactly it. Mina's neighborhood. So um I want to say thank you to Little Twist because he was a part of the podcast last week and it went viral. It went everywhere, like Perez Hilton, page six. I mean, all the hip hop blogs. I mean, it blew up. I didn't think it was I knew it was gonna get a reaction. I just didn't think it was gonna get the reaction that it got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there was definitely negative reaction, which I was surprised by, especially in considering the climate right now, um, because this kind of goes along with a lot of what people have been upset about is more so of the appropriation of black mm-hmm. culture. And uh, that's really what we're seeing here. And not so much appropriation, but more like this black artist being more. And I think I was really surprised by page six's uh, title, which called little twist a scapegoat mm. you know and uh, i mean if you're taking drug charges for an artist and that artist is a white artist and the intention is or the idea is well his image is clean you're mm-hmm. a, you're a rapper and you're assigned to little wayne so it's okay that you have the drug charge but this clean image artist can't get this drug charge I think that was that was very much in line with uh racially what we're talking about these inequalities that we're seeing but it really, ba- I thought I saw like a negative backlash of like, you dumb, why would you do that? And I didn't even mm-hmm. like, foresee that to happen. I mean, did you guys notice anything? What did you guys notice? That, exactly what you said, like initially, because when I heard them, it's like, because you know, if you think about your family members and then they say they do or have been told to do certain things like this, you're like, why would you do that? That doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Like, it's like a natural reaction almost. But then it's kind of like, and I think what 2020 is making us do is take a step back a little bit. I think about why this person would do this or like what situation happened that would make them think it's okay for them to do that. I, that's how I approached it this time around because before I'd have been like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? But now I'm like, I know this game. Like I see the game right. like stuck into. So I know why you did what you did. Right. And that's what I was just about to say is knowing the industry and how it is and how you have to play things and what you're, who you're connected with. It's easier for people on the outside just to be like oh he's stupid he's dumb but when you're in it it's totally different yeah yeah and I think also like you know there's perks of being Justin Bieber's friend at that time you know and yeah people, that's what I'm saying Your people, po- people pointed that out like you was in his house you was doing this you was doing that but like okay I can be in your house as a friend that doesn't mean I have to take a drug charge Absolutely. to save your career you know so I saw a lot of re- like a reverse kind of like attacking that I felt like, guys, this this boy just said when he was a kid, mm-hmm. this black boy just said when he was a kid, this this white artist management team asked him to take char- drug charges for him. Like, that doesn't strike a chord with you. <laughs> like, why did they ask him to do that? The, yeah. The, the elitism there. It's kind of like... Right. They, you're not valuing me. If you're right. Out. That's how right. I kind of took it. Like, oh, you're fine. You're a rapper. And you're you're affiliated with Justin uh, with Little Wayne. Little Wayne. Th- you could do this. You mm-hmm. know. 
So, but I, I just think we're living in this crazy world where we really don't know what the reactions are going to be anymore. Like, but I want to thank Angela Yee on the breakfast club. She shot us, shouted us out on the breakfast club and uh, it made radio facts. It's a radio website and someone actually sent it to me. So thank you, Angela. Angela has her own podcast. So, you know, she's not obligated to shout out any other podcast, but I thought that was really fire. Yeah, did that, you know. I, I know you mentioned that it got picked up on all the urban blogs, but the one that I saw it on and I was like super excited about was World Star. And I yeah. know, <laughs> I know people are like, "Why well, used to look at World Star?" I can't help it. It's just <laughs> it me. I gotta check out World Star. And you're not the Star. only one. Somebody tweeted me like, "You're on World Star." I'm like, "Oh Lord, what happened now?" <laughs> what, you know, because I can count. I've been on World Star in my life maybe like five, six times. I mean, it's not like. You know, like I'm, I've been on so much that I lost count, but I can count on my hands how many times I've been on World Star. I'm like, oh, good God, what happened? I remember I was on World Star when Nas talked about his baby mom. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was a big moment. Uh, I was on World Star when Jeezy talked about the Illuminati. Um, I had a big interview with Tiana Taylor that made World Star as well. Um, and uh, what else? I mean, there's a couple of them that I'm like, you know, I. I, Kanye, I think I asked Kanye something that made World Star. So, but yeah, but it was, I, I was just very surprised at the reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of uh, Tiana Taylor, let's get into what's in our feed. So, Tiana Taylor had an album release party for her album called The Album. By the way, the album's so amazing. For good things about it. Like, she's pregnant with baby number two from Iman Shumper. So, I think it's really nice to see this woman this pregnant woman working and just really like coming into her own the family is a lot about i mean her album's very much about the family and her love and their black love you know Mm -hmm. and i think it's very critical especially during today's time so but the covid police is out here and the covid police has checked me they will check everybody i mean uh trace you needed a check Trey Songs is at the at the album release party. Karuchi, Breezy, Cardi B, Offset, Quavo, King Combs, no masks in sight. Okay. To, what are your now thoughts? to their defense, I, when I had to look, because the original photos and video I saw, I saw no masks. So I looked a little further. There were some folks with masks. Some. But the some were very minute to the many that did not have masks. <laughs> And even for those that had masks, everyone collectively for the group that was there was definitely not social distancing. So even even if they had a mask, they were all on top of each other. Everybody. I I understand the COVID police. I am a member of the COVID police because I have been, aside from getting a haircut, which I just did last week. You look I, good, by the way. I understand people, because really it's jealousy. If I'm being honest with you, yes, a part of it is safety. But if I'm in Philadelphia, how much am I concerned about your safety? Oh, you're over there in Beverly Hills. I'm jealous. Like when I see <laughs> people going out to lunches and, and I see people in the gyms and I see people having these parties, I'm very jealous. So that's the reason why I'm going to say something about it. Because it's like, damn, I want to be out there at the party too, but I can't do it because I'm stuck. Hugging all my friends. So I'm <laughs> hating. That, that's why we're doing We really, uh, the COVID police, we're haters. Yes, it's a little bit of safety in there, but overall, we're hating. Like, we want to party. We want to have fun, too. <laughs> well, I was a part of the COVID police, 
But now I'm the one being police. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the roles have reversed for Mina. <laughs> so here's the thing. I felt like after the protest, everything just went out the window, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah at least for me, um, it's not like I'm not being safe. I am out there with my mask. And um, I, I'm, I think I'm more of the severe ones when I am out. Like, don't hug me. Don't kiss me. There's a lot of people that are still hugging and kissing. In fact, yesterday someone tried to hug me and I was like, no, thank you. And they still try to hug me in again. And I was like, no, do not hug me. <laughs> but I feel like I've taken my mask off to take pictures. Yeah, I've done that. Like, is that no? I, I, I wouldn't do it. We're taking I a did. picture, take my mask off, and then put it back on. That's you what I do. You and somebody else. Yes, I have. If it's just you by yourself, then I get it. But if it's you and other people around you, like, that's, that's, that's like the purpose. That's a hug. <laughs> that's what I did. I, but, okay, so the COVID police has been on me because of that, you know? But here's the thing. I've been around the same people. So um, there's many members in the COVID police. One of my mentors was like, Mina, it doesn't matter if you're around the same people. You don't know who they've been around. So, you know, I think I have been a little bit more safe, but I thought because I exposed myself to one group of people and nothing has happened. So I keep exposing myself to that same group of people. But I do maintain my distance. I there's think no was kissing or no hugging. Yeah. I was going to say, and I think that was people's issue when they saw Tiana. And again, it's her choice. She did not have a mask on. She is pregnant. And, you know, there are videos of people, hug you know, people were congratulating her. So they're yeah. hugging her and kissing her. So I think a lot of people were like, whoa, like COVID police was like, you're pregnant. And, you know, you have this party. There's a very minimal mask. And people are actually in contact with you, let alone each other. I mean, they really were all over each other. It wasn't like yeah. we took one picture and now we're closed and we take off the mask. They were like partying all night all over each other. I didn't think about the pregnancy part and you yeah. have a, a young child at home too. So that is kind of- that's Junie was there. Wasn't Junie yeah. there? Did yeah. you pictures of her dancing and stuff? I, but, but it looked like they kept her maybe and that was the safety precaution. She was away from the party. Yeah. Like she was like upstairs or something, but again, to Dex's point, after the party ends, you're going to go kiss and hug your daughter. Like, you're not going to not kiss and hug your daughter. And you didn't yeah. already kiss and hug all these people. Right. So I will. Know why they're rushing us to Green. Like, in Philadelphia, we're going to Green, like, next week. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we're not ready to go to Green. But I think it's one of those things where they're just like, well, look, that, like Mina said, that protest happened. If they're going to get it, they're going to get it. So at this point, <laughs> just... Go ahead. <laughs> Just go get it. Just go get it. <laughs> if, you, if you were at that protest, if, even if you weren't there, you know somebody that was there. Like that protest was would affect all of us. Yeah. So if somebody had it there and they spread it around, like I know the city is like they're going to get it. So just. <laughs> just go ahead. Just go ahead. You know, I was uh, uh, around my family for the first time last week, and it felt really nice. But I had to keep my mask on the whole time. Um, because I was worried about giving it to them. Now, I did take the mask off to take the picture. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's a lot of studies, and I'm not, I'm not in no way defending, you know, right. taking pictures with people without a mask on. You know, I just want people to understand that just because you are taking a picture without a mask doesn't mean that you're not practicing social distancing. Now, obviously, if you see multiple pictures or, you know, um, it's different, I think, in the Tiana Taylor case. But at least for me, I think that I have been like, hey, keep your distance. 
you know, um, don't hug me, don't kiss me. I don't share stuff. I wash my hands often. Um, and I will take the mask off outdoors. So um, I did an interview out with one of the guys that owns a couple of Philly restaurants, you know, they just opened outdoor dining. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that there were studies done in China regarding how people contracted the COVID. And they said the, the, the study sh uh, showed that it's very like, it's, it's minimal being outside, you know, if you like to contract uh, the, the, the virus. So there's studies that show that you're inside. It's more of a risk than you being outside. So that's why I think they're starting to open a lot of outside stuff. I, I think people say and come up with any type of study. Because, <laughs> like, there's no way I'm catching this in this house by myself. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. Like, like, people can say what they want to say. Cause I, and I get it. We're all going to say what fits the narrative that we want to push. Right. Overall. It made me feel better. Like, oh, <laughs> right. Because then you were like, let me go to a restaurant. <laughs> But we're allowed to go to these restaurants. Here's another thing that caught me off guard. When I did go to my first restaurant and I, and I looked at everybody sitting, nobody was wearing a mask. But the same guy that I interviewed, his name was Avram. He said, the rule is if you walk into a restaurant, you have to have a mask on. When you sit down at that point, you can take it off. Wait, wait. Sitting inside or outside? Outside. You can't go inside the restaurant. Okay, okay. Because I was going right to be now. like, wait a minute. No, okay. it's outside. So this is outdoor dining. And in Philly, we only have outdoor dining as well. Right. So when you sit down and you're outdoors, then you can take the mask off. So that's why in my pictures, it's like, I don't have masks, my mask on. And people, and literally, the COVID police was on me, but I'm like, I'm outdoors. Gotta eat your food with the mask. I was gonna say, I like, understand if you're sitting outside, you gotta eat your food. Yeah, like, they so. let you take your mask off. We just happen to take a picture now. I think the problem is to get, when they start taking the picture, we're all together now. For a brief second, we've all been together, but we weren't sitting like that the whole time. Like you were over there, I was over here, and you know, so it's complicated. It is. It's, it's, it's really the hardest thing about all of this. Like, I'm trying to be one of those people that are progressive about, let me go out and see how I can really follow the rules and still try to live a semi-normal life. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult because you, you have to rely on other people to follow the same rules. Everybody's not following the same rules, you know? So this guy tried to hug me twice yesterday. He was like, he... He was on something else. He, he was he was <laughs> I was like, no. I think like, like COVID or not, I'm about to get this hug from Nina. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So Travis Scott bought a $23.5 million house. But that's big in COVID, helping wait, the economy. <laughs> but that's not why I wanted to talk about this. Huh? This dude did it in cash. Yeah, that's crazy. Like he rolled up with duffels of cash. $23.5 million in cash. How imagine, do you do that? Imagine being a real estate agent where you're like, okay. I'm How are you going to catch that? <laughs> can you do that? I wanted to say, like, can you do that? What, those, doesn't I the bank flag you? There was, I was listening to an interview with a rapper. I forgot who it was, but he was saying that he doesn't use like bank. He uses bank accounts and stuff like that. I, uses bank accounts and everything, but when he wants to do big purchases, he'll call the bank and he'll ask them to like get it together in cash because he likes to have that. Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti said like- I was gonna like, say, it was one of the, it's one of the drug dealer rappers. <laughs> it makes sense. He likes, Yo Gotti. He likes to do it where he would call the bank, 
sometimes he likes even when he takes pictures he'll post pictures with a, a lot of money he'll call the bank to get that that amount of money and then he takes the pictures or whatever and then he takes it back to the bank or if he wants to make a purchase he'll call the bank let them do what they have to do to get the money in the bags and stuff for him and then he makes that purchase i think it probably makes him feel like he's like tony montana or something like that. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i don't, I don't get the logic behind that but twenty three point five million. How many right. bags do Hello? you need? That's why I'm like, how do you do this? And why would you do it? I mean, and is it cheaper? Because you're paying cash. So I, I, I don't know. At twenty three point five million, I don't think it matters. He he's LeBron's neighbor now. Did we know? Did we know that Travis Scott has LeBron neighbor's money? Like. <laughs> He wanted us to know that. That's why I'm, <laughs> right. you know, I'm standing next to LeBron, and I'm not renting either. Right. Okay. You bought a cash. <laughs> My house. But I have to say, I really respect that because he could have easily bought a mortgage and then had that debt. So if anything happens, he has a – and it's worth more than $23.5 million. I respect him paying for it. I just don't understand why we can't get the, the, the bank check or the cashier's check. Right. Why we had to give the cash. The cash, right. So, and it's it's seven bedrooms, 11 bathrooms. and the Only seven? Right. <laughs> and the exterior looks like a modern yacht, they said. Uh -oh. What? <laughs> In cash. So. Cash. Well. To my point, if you're the real estate agent, how do you count the cash to verify? Like, Hello? you can't just sit there and be like, oh, let me just count this 23.5 million real quick, make sure it's all here. Make sure you're not a dollar short. <laughs> I'm, gonna right. I'm gonna just go ahead and trust that it's all there. Cause I, <laughs> I'm gonna trust that it's all there. I might leave a couple extra bags in the backseat of my car. And we good, just go ahead and enjoy your house. And then how do you even <laughs> deposit that to the mortgage company? I'm so confused. It's like hard to take out $5,000 out of the bank these days. You'll get flagged. You got to sign your life away, show your birth certificate. Imagine that much money like that. You, but then again, you know, these artists and people with money be having different rules. Like, yeah, let yes. me go up in there and try to get all my money in cash. They'll be like, excuse me, ma'am. Let me see. They'll be your like, your $1,000 needs two for me. Your $1,000 needs two signatures. <laughs> right. We need to see a birth certificate <laughs> and an extra credit card to prove that it's you. Where's your phone bill? <laughs> we need proof of address. I wouldn't even have felt comfortable driving from the bank with it. Like, did the bank right. send like an armored truck? Because I'm just trying to picture this. Like, how did that happen? I don't know. I was perplexed by it as well. And when you guys saw the prep, you were probably like, why does she want to talk about this? This is why. This is an odd thing. Like, very, very odd. All right. So cancel culture. I'm so tired of cancel culture. Everything gets canceled every day, every week. I don't even have the energy to explain. Can one of y'all explain? Because it's just way too many people to count at this point. I think, I mean, this week alone, like for cancel culture, I've seen uh, Candace Owens gets canceled often. I don't even know if she ever made it off the list, but she gets canceled <laughs> all the time. Um, who else was canceled this week? Idris Elba was canceled this week because he wore a shirt on Juneteenth that said, you know, you can take my art, my science, my, my music, music, yeah. and it, it also had life on there and life was crossed out. So basically what I got from it, he was trying to say, you know, like Black Lives Matter, you can take whatever you want from me. I just don't want you to take my life. And I got it. But people didn't understand that and they didn't like it. So they called for Idris to be canceled. They were <laughs> upset with him. They're not watching Luther anymore. They oh, were really pissed off with Idris Elba. He came out with another shirt 
same black shirt with the white font and the white writing and said, I think it said like deleted or something like that. So basically, and then the caption was, when your own culture don't fool with it. So like, he's like, I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> y'all not gonna cancel me. Um, who else was canceled this week? J. Cole was canceled this week. I was yes. so surprised by I was that. so surprised. And Kendrick. Kendrick, yeah. Like, um, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Now, the Terry Crews one was a little odd to me because, you know, like, he, before, Terry came under fire because he didn't defend Gabrielle Union. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, America got talent. And allegedly said that the company did all these things to her or whatever. So he didn't defend her. He didn't say anything. So people were like looking at him sideways. Then I think it was last week, he did this thing about like black supremacy. People were like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Like, that's, what is that? And then yesterday on Juneteenth, he made this post that said, <laughs> it was Martin Luther King. And it was basically like, it, like ending white supremacy should not bring about black supremacy. Happy Juneteenth. And people just weren't having it because like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what are you talking about? And then in that same one, people were in the comments like, you're cooning, you're shucking and jiving. And he's responded to comments. Well, I guess I'm shucking and jiving with MLK then. I guess I'm cooning with Gandhi. <laughs> Doing the most in your comments. Like, just be quiet. Um, Auntie Mom was canceled this week. Yes. And Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's getting canceled too. Um, uh, cream of wheat. Yeah, yeah cream of wheat. Taco Bell. In the same week. So. Yeah. Um, who else? Starbucks. Yes. Yeah, Starbucks. Starbucks is canceled. Canceled. Neo. What did he do? Wait, what did Neo do? At the funeral, he said George Floyd, uh, his life was a sacrifice. And people killed him because they said it's not a, it wasn't a willing sacrifice. I didn't hear him say that. See, I wasn't even paying attention to Neo being canceled. But that is true, though. It, it definitely wasn't a willing sacrifice. <laughs> I didn't say, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm going to do this for the culture. That's- this, is, this is the problem that I have, right? We always have moments like this where people want these artists and these entertainers and people with massive money and following to step up. But what happens is when they start stepping up and saying things, if they don't say it or deliver it in a way where the masses think it's appropriate, they attack them. So it's like you can't you can't ask for leadership and people to step up and then you attack the ways that they do it. Like everybody isn't a PR coach. Which is why you got to be careful who you ask for to step (laughs) (laughs) up. But like everybody doesn't have all the perfect words or, you know, everybody's just trying to find a way to like connect with it or be vocal about it. And I just feel like we're so critical of everyone and it's almost to our detriment because I just feel like we're fighting people that are supposed to each other right be on our side like and alienating them because now they might not even want to say or do anything because they know they're being scrutinized and, I, and yeah. all the ones at least with like the black lives matter wise movement i i think that they were all none of them were saying that black lives don't matter or anything like that it's just they're not saying it in the way that we want them to say right it we like it but i don't think that should like the, the terry cruz stuff i don't necessarily agree with it but he's also like this Terry Crews is still saying that, you know, like Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff like that. He's just he has some other issues that he needs to work out or whatever. But <laughs> well, it's, just, it's he, your interpretation still, of what he's saying. It's your interpretation yeah. of what he's saying. And, but and he's he also had to, I was going to say, and some of these people just want to be talked about, too, even in this moment. Like, so sometimes you're going to say stuff that are complete, is completely outrageous that you know either is going, is going to get interpreted in many ways that people are going to talk about it good, bad, or indifferent. 
Yeah. I know when Neo said what he said, you know, I literally had just interviewed him and he told me how angry he was about George Floyd. So I already knew that it's something that really struck a chord with him. And he would almost cried at the funeral. So I know he was in an emotional state. So it might not have come out, come out. in the most yeah. eloquent way. And I said that on air, like he was emotional. We saw him. He was about to tear up singing the song, you know? And it's like, I, I just don't think it's, it's helpful to do all this unless it's a company, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like you've read your statement over and over. You right. Had the opportunity. He's coming off the cuff. Because that's the other thing I was going to say. Like, in moments like that, we have to realize that they're human. Just because they're a celebrity or they sing, they did whatever right. act, they are all human. And, yeah. and you're going to have moments where you're like, wow, I wish I would have said, when you look back, like, and especially in emotion and anger, you say some stuff. And you're like, oh, what I actually meant was da 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 When you're a company, you have a PR written statement that mm-hmm. 50 people looked at and you have time to edit. It, you're, of course, your statement is coming across differently than off the cuff in the moment. Yeah. And then I, I, I just also think that it's like um, you, everybody interprets it differently, but I think also how people are communicating is a little bit too much for me. Like, it's okay for you to be like, yo, what you said was out of pocket, but there's like this attack thing that's happening right now. And people are getting attacked instead of it being like a, a conversation where everybody learns from the conversation or a constructive conversation. It's like, no, we're not supporting you no more. Attack, 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 block, 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 cancel, 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 cancel. Is that really going to get us to the place where we, where we need to be going? I think it's because we're, we're in this place where we're, where we're validated by that kind of stuff. So, like, for instance, when a person who's not of color and they, like, there's big videos of people being racist on TikTok and stuff like that. So when you see those videos of those people doing that and you say, like, I'm going to find out who they are, where they're going to school, where they're working, and you get them fired from their jobs, schools say that they don't want to bring them in and stuff like that you get charged up off of that because like you made a difference like this person who doesn't agree with you doesn't align with you seems racist and everything like you got them canceled and i don't think we know where to stop that like we don't know when, like like with the karen videos that consistently come out or whatever it's like sometimes all of these women like they could be ridiculous but do they really need to lose their jobs and their livelihood all the time like sometimes like there was this one where the woman was she came up to a guy, he was spray painting someone on the street, and then she was like, I know the person who lives here, which she didn't. She was wrong for that, whatever, <laughs> but she didn't do anything derogatory or nothing like that. She just asked him, oh, why are you painting this here? And I think that could have been a better conversation between the two of them. Yeah. Then, like, she got fired from her job, her husband got fired from his <laughs> job. It's like, I don't know, I think we're taking it a little too far with the cancel culture, and I was saying it on another podcast that I think as African Americans that cancel culture is going to come back and bite us because there's a lot of stuff that we do and that we say that's not super appropriate and and like the more we cancel other people and, and if it's an even playing field then people are gonna start looking at some of the stuff that we say and we're gonna be like well i didn't mean it like that or right or, like, offensive to, and it's the same thing that they're dealing with so I, I agree with you Mina, when you say like we need to have more conversations about it like let's if you come out there you call me the n-word and all that stuff right but if right. you were to have a conversation and it seems that way, like, okay, let's, we could talk about this and maybe come to an agreement or an understanding, then sure. Right. But the canceling, I think we got to chill out. And we're at a place where it's like, if someone doesn't say what you want them to say exactly how you want to hear it, it's like you're automatically attacking them. Like, we're, everybody is not a racist. Some people may have um, maybe some thoughts that are, um, you know, maybe a little bit. Um, they don't know no better. Right. Like, 
it, it's not necessarily racism. It's more so you need to educate yourself or you need to hear my side of the story or you need to understand how this affects me. It's about not understanding, not so much that they don't care or they have hate, you know? So it's like, I think that a lot of the energy that we're seeing right now, some of it is, is very much needed. Some of these people need to understand what you're saying is wrong. You need to lose. I think that's what it is. They want people to lose their jobs and lose their livelihood because it's, this is serious, right? right? And yeah. they we want need it. you to understand that this is right. so wrong that you can't even have employment. But that energy needs to go into more productive things because that's a small needle in a huge haystack. And yeah, you can focus on the small needles if you want, but it's more productive if everybody focuses on the larger haystack, which is let's try to change laws. Let's try to make sure that we're holding companies accountable, you know, police departments accountable. Those are the big things that we want to tackle, you know? I do, though, right. however, appreciate focusing on the small ones still. And the reason <laughs> I was going to say some of these Karens need to be careful. No, I'm I said sorry. some of them, but but, <laughs> but, but, but you need to do more than that. Like <laughs> I, I agree, I agree. It needs to be more neat, focus needs to be but I feel like the point is and I don't mean it to be rude like but mind your business. Like and Jack, I know what story you're talking about. I'm sorry she needed to be canceled. <laughs> she kept going on like like she kept going on as if she was the authority in the situation and not, to your point, it wasn't like, hey, like, let's have a conversation about it. She was coming off more like, I know, and what are you doing is wrong, and da 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 She needed to be canceled. Sorry. You think that man could have said, this is my house? He couldn't say that? Yeah, he could have said that, but she could have not kept lying, like, no, I know the owner. And her husband was like, we sure no, can't. No. And he was sitting there looking stupid, lying. Yeah, we know, we know the owners. So I do feel like that was the issue with that was it, it wasn't she wasn't coming off really of a concern because sometimes listen we live in a day and age where neighbors used to be concerned like that's where we came from like if little Johnny was going down the street your mom was going to find out because neighbor Sue neighbor Beth they were going to it was going to come like so I'm not saying that we shouldn't live in a world where we are looking out for one another but again it's the way you approach it and then that way position in that one she was more coming off of i am the authority figure in here not i'm a concerned neighbor right. and i just want to make sure this is okay the neighborhood watch i gotta make sure nothing going on. <laughs> no george don't george zimmerman man you know they be the worst ones because they think they the, they think they're the police where's your bad news right under right. the guise of you're protecting like no go in your house right lady like but I, I, and then we're canceling people that aren't even doing anything. Like Kendrick didn't even do anything. Y'all mad that he's not he's doing like, anything. I'm over here trying to celebrate my birthday. Right. Right. Like, it's ridiculous, guys. <laughs> he's not protesting. What do you want him to do? Like, it's like an yeah. expectation. It's an expectation. Right. But they put that song out. She said, look. I know I'm Beyonce, but I gotta do something because I know. Yeah, but like, but is it a good <laughs> but is it a good song? It, it doesn't even matter. She did something. She like, look, I did something. I did something. <laughs> but like, we cannot force people to do things that they're not ready to do. Like, let it happen organically. Lil Baby put out a song, amazing song, but it was in his heart to do that. You know what I'm saying? But you also don't know what some of these people are doing going through. behind the scenes too, right? be doing stuff that he doesn't have to tell us like hey guys this is what i did it didn't, like right just because he's not being on social or super super vocal to our liking that's the part that i don't like it's like at the end of the day like you don't know what people are doing to to show their activism and to be active at this time 
you know, so just to assume like, oh, he ain't put no post up. He's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's the part that I don't like is like, what do you want? And I do agree, like what Dave Chappelle said in his standup, like, maybe this isn't the time for mm-hmm. celebrities to talk. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's time for us to hear from true activists and, and concerned people and people who are becoming activists at this time. Like maybe it's not the time to be worried about what celebrities are doing, whether they're conscious rappers, actors, comedians, whatever they call it, case may be. And I think that's important. Like everybody's not an activist. Some people are just participants in a movement. I'm not an activist. Am I participating? Absolutely. I'm doing little things that I feel like these little things along with other people doing their little things we're creating change, you know, when uh, when that woman got be- beat by a bat by the police officer in Philly, I wrote the police commissioner and the mayor, you know, when that when that elderly man got pushed in Buffalo, I wrote the mayor. Now, am I particularly responsible for these people being charged? No, but they got charged. So I did my little part along yeah. with everyone else to create a bigger change. But like everybody's not an activist. So we need right. to stop holding these people to that to that level. You know, people were mad that J. Cole wasn't doing nothing. He drops a song and now they unlock the song. Like this <laughs> y'all, y'all was complaining. Y'all was like, where's Kendrick? Where's Cole? And then here come Cole and now y'all don't like the song. Like so comes from I was watching the news yesterday and there and there was a Juneteenth march and there was like a black man. I forgot his organization. But he said like something like there's no more Malcolms, there's no more Martins. And I think that as a society, as a culture, we don't have like those figures who could speak for us so that mm. so we look to anyone who we feel like would say what we want them to say for it. So it's like an expectation almost. And like, How about Sean King? How about him? Yeah. Is, <laughs> is he not, is he not a voice? <laughs> Not I mean, I don't think he's a Malcolm. He's not a Martin. He's not a Malcolm. I'm just saying we, we hold these figures high because they've passed away. We've immortalized them, right? But right. I'm pretty sure during the time, everybody wasn't like, you a legend. You a legend. I'm sure. pretty sure some people were like, You're bother, you're, you bother me. You bother us. You're annoying. You know, but you, you don't know what they're going to become. Sometimes people, even it. Biggie. You know, Biggie died, and then he became Biggie. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. Think about, like, during Malcolm X and and those times, people wasn't like, and and not saying that artists weren't creating, but people weren't like, oh, where's Sam Cooke at? He better come with that song. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? We we have put these people in a position that they really probably shouldn't be in. Like, you know what I mean? We expect that that they're now that, and I love Beyonce. I am a Beyonce fan. I'm part of the Beehive. But we expect her to now to be like she's Super part of the Black Panthers. Right. She's out here like, no, like y'all got to be realistic. Like, she's, a, she's a performer and she might be outspoken and speak out about it, but she can't be who you want now to be the person for the movement. I will say, um, I I do think that artists have a responsibility with their power, you know, and their influence, but it's okay if you just want to donate money. Like, look at Twitter CEO and Netflix CEO. They like, oh, I, I, they not out there marching. Let me give y'all money. Y'all go ahead and take the money. <laughs> and let the, the let the organizations that know what they do and handle it. Right. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like that, I I slightly agree. And and because and you use Netflix as an example. And Nef, the Netflix CEO donated money to HBCUs, right? And it's just like, 
to me, like, so I went to an HBCU, I went to Lincoln University, and the first HBCU, and like Lincoln's one of the ones that doesn't get a lot of like credibility and credit and stuff like this. Weren't they gonna shut down at one point too? Ever. No? Cheney. Oh, why yeah, you throwing shade? Don't yeah, hype, like, uh, don't shade. Never. Don't, don't, don't shade, go ahead. <laughs> one of those things where they're like, they're, like the Netflix CEO, like when you just throw money at situations, you don't educate yourself. So like, if you really looked at it, you would never be like, I'm gonna write a check to Morehouse or Spelman or Howard because they're good. Like those are schools that like, they're, they're set. Like they don't have financial issues. But there's over 100 HBCUs. So if you really would have wanted to give that money and educate yourself, you would have looked through the different ones before throwing that money out, even down to us. Like we donate to organizations. We have no idea where that money's actually going. Like there was a bell right. fund situation that was set up and people were donating money to the bell fund. You have no idea who's getting bailed out or anything like that. So I, I do agree. Like, I understand that. It, but just do a, just a little bit of research too. All I was trying to Netflix CEO, you know, he's married to an African American woman and she's super educated. So he might have been going off of what she told him to do. She was like, "We gonna cut this check." And he's like, "All right, babe, whatever you say, babe, whatever you say." <laughs> All I was trying to say is, I'm not saying just throw money at the problem because that's not going to resolve it either. I'm just saying. It's okay for everybody not to be an activist. You right. know what I'm saying? And if this is all that you can do, then do that. But do something, you know? Uh, I think it was very, very commendable that Beyonce wrote a letter on behalf of Breonna Taylor. I think that's the right thing for her to do, you know? Right. Put your influence behind that. Beyonce wrote you a letter? Beyonce right. wants justice for me? That's a different kind of like, oh, mm -hmm. Beyonce, right. you know? Because regardless, that person was sitting there like, oh, my God, this letter is from right, Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> you had a letter like that. Oh, right. Like, that's, right. Right. <laughs> like, that's an appropriate way to use your influence. But what I'm saying is everybody don't got to be out there doing the same stuff, you know? Right. And it's okay if all we saw Kendrick do is protest. That's okay. Right. You know? Like, I don't understand why people want them to be activists. And then J. Cole releases a song saying... I don't know what y'all want from me. Y'all think I'm educated? I'm really just a dude that went to school. I'm a rapper. Like, and I really think that right now, a lot of the stuff that's going on is divisive. And then people jumped on him. Like, he's just being honest. He's saying, don't put that pressure on me. I don't feel fully equipped to be what y'all want me to be. You know, right. like, and that's okay. People got to be responsible to take that title and, and, and be able to carry that title. But like we don't know who what one of the movers and shakers right now were will in five, ten, fifteen years be the people that we attribute certain changes to. You know? Yep. We're living the history, but like let's stop being hard on people. That's all I want to say. Cause I feel like people are just having too much expectations of what from other people. And put that expectation on yourself. What can mm -hmm. you do? Yes. What can you do? What are you doing? What steps are you taking every week? Every week I do one thing, whether it be reach out to corporate. Uh, you know, I, I reached out to Wawa's corporate office this week because down the block at the Wawa, they didn't let the, the, the boy wear his uh, B, BLM mask. Mm -hmm. That's a small change. The week before that, I was writing emails to, like I said, mayors. So every week I'm like, what can I, the small thing I could do, just focus on you. Right. And stop putting all these pressure on all these other people. All right. So let's get to our topic today because it's kind of along the same lines. We see these protests kind of leaking into different facets. Um, it's starting to leak into sports now. Um, 
And it always leaks into sports. Um, I think, you know, people like Muhammad Ali set this precedent of, you know, as an athlete, you also have to stand up for what you think is right. So um, Kyrie Irving uh, doesn't want to return to playing uh, basketball and he wants to form a collective among the other basketball players and kind of put pressure on the NBA for them to do something more towards the movement that's happening right now. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, um, should they, he, he doesn't want people to play until there's an actual game plan on behalf of the NBA. I mean, is that fair? Um, I mean, what, what are your overall thoughts about this? Um, so well, go ahead. Dad. Oh, I was going to say, um, I think that it's a, I, I agree with him a hundred percent. I think it just really sucks that it's coming from him because he's not someone that's really respected one as a player or as a mm. human that, you know, like Kyrie doesn't even play like a full season. Like he's not, he's not. <laughs> Why do you think that's it? He does. No, he's he's right, been injured. He's right. He's, he's been right. injured. Over and over and over. So it's like one of those things where he's easily kind of like dismissed. And then also the last time that he made like headlines, was when he said the earth was flat. So he's one of those people where it's kind of like, he easily dismissed everything that he says just because of who he is and how he appears to be. However, he's making a really good point. And I'll say because when the coronavirus stuff first happened, I don't think a lot of us were taking it serious at all. Like it was just kind of like, I mean, it is what it is. It's happened over in China. They said it will come here, uh, whatever. But when the NBA canceled the season, that's when we really start taking yes. it Yes, that's yes. When yes. Like, oh, I remember, I was like, yeah. And Everybody's like, whoa. Because during this season, we haven't had the distraction of sports and live entertainment, we've been able to focus on other stuff. I genuinely think that if George Floyd would have died and the finals were going on, I don't know if we would have paid much attention to it, like mm -hmm. how we did this time. And, like, we have the opportunity. We have them talking to us and looking at us right now. They need to come up with a plan. We don't want to be like the NFL. We don't want to sit around and be like them and just and know that they don't care about our livelihood. Let's make them come up with something before we go back and play for them. Plus, mm. plus, when the thing first happened, the coronavirus stuff first happened, they said, we'll play in front of um, no fans or whatever. LeBron James said, I'm not playing if the fans are not in the building. So now all of a sudden you want to go back and play with no fans in the building. And no disrespect to LeBron, because I love him. And he's one of those people that he's always been active and talking about it. So I think he could do two things at one time. But I don't know if the rest of the world can. And I think we should just pause for a little bit and let the rest of the world catch up to us. Mm. Yeah. I definitely agree on all your points, Sex. And I do feel like if it would have come from LeBron versus Kyrie, we'd definitely be even having a different conversation tonight because the NBA would have been even a little bit proactive. And not to say that there aren't other players that definitely, after Kyrie made the statement, have come forward. Like, Katie. I agree. Yeah. You know, I agree. But again, that initial statement coming from him, I do feel like it was like a kind of slight shade, like, but it's Kyrie. Like, we don't necessarily have to act right. But what he's saying is very true. And I've heard a lot of guys, whether it's Lou Williams and then obviously Steven Jackson, who was very close to George Floyd, just saying, like, this isn't the moment. Like, this is the moment where we need to continue to be focused since we have everyone's attention. Because once that basketball drops, no fans, it doesn't matter. Our focus is going to shift. First of all, they're going to be playing like three, four games a day. So mm -hmm. everyone's going to be tuned in and laser focused on that. We have the world's attention right now. You know, let's see if we can really create change and make change and if the NBA can get behind it. And then secondly, even above all the social injustice from a league 
that 90% of the players are African-American. I was about to say that. <laughs> like, like, the like, NBA is there. a black sport. Right, like, right. Like, like that's so, that's so it is big because it affects the majority of your players. Secondly, above that, you're talking about sending these players to a place where coronavirus is rising Booming. at a rapid number every day. So, like, you have this social injustice piece that's super, super important. Then I'm like, you have this safety health piece that's like, is it worth it for us to just get a little bit of entertainment? Like, I, I don't think so. Yeah, and then Orlando's airport had such a mass breakout. So they have reported 260 employees. Originally, the governor uh, reported 260 employees contracted the virus, but then they backpedaled and said no. That was including trace con uh, contact tracing, so it included family members, and it dates back to March. But that doesn't take away the fact that employees in Orlando, which is where the basketball players got to land, uh, multiple employees had the coronavirus. Yeah. So it's like, is and it the even... the numbers are still going up every day in Florida. Every day. Even bigger than, hey, you know, this could be a distraction to the movement is, should they even be playing to begin with? Yeah. Because this is a health hazard. You know? But I, I agree with you guys, and I actually think that I feel like it's God's plan, to be honest with you, because literally the world has stopped. And when has it ever stopped? And I know we were all inconvenienced by the corona and some of us are not taking it serious, but because the world has stopped, it has given us the opportunity and the energy and the focus to really attack this thing and maybe make some significant changes that haven't happened before. I mean, I remember taking an African-American course in college and learning about how racist Aunt Jemima was. And it's like, there was literally one day where they went through all the companies and all the companies who had started their companies and their businesses off of black people or ra racist things, you know, and over time it evolves and we make it better, you know, but it doesn't mean that the initial wasn't, this was a, a racial character. This is a stereotype. This is the mammy figure, you know? But to your point, so, so when was your college course? How many years ago was that? Girl, don't do that to me. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> all I'm saying is this moment, like, right. so from your college course <laughs> where they talked that. about it, it was known you knew about it. Right. We're just here today right. where it's actually changing. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that, like, I've, we've all known about this and we've normalized these things because, and now it literally took the corona to happen for people to actually address it. And then you got the people who are like, well, it's always been there. It don't make it right. right like, exactly. what you mean? Like, hello. Like, racism's always been there. Like, okay, and they well, think because make it right. They think because they took Mrs. Butter, uh, Mrs. Butterworth's uh, boobs off that she's still not based on a stereotype. She still got a big butt. So it's mm -hmm. like. To match. Right. Like, so it's like, all I'm saying is there's a reason why this corona happened. And now we have the opportunity. And I think Kyrie's absolutely on to something where it's like, we run the risk of losing this momentum. Excuse me, you are not part of this podcast, dog. Um, but we run the risk of losing the momentum if you just go back to dribbling, dribbling yeah. the basketball. So, well, that's all I got, y'all. It was a great little conversation today. Yes. Yeah, you guys have anything you want to share, anything you want to plug? Damn, um, <laughs> large pause. Like it's just weird because, like, when people say, "Do you want to plug your stuff?" You'd be thinking, "Like, do I want to?" And it's like, "Yes, yeah. you do." 
But yeah, absolutely. You guys can catch me on my other podcast, Bro Talk Live, every Tuesday night at 10. And then the podcast is on wherever you listen to podcasts on Wednesday mornings. Yes, I sat down uh, with a fellow colleague who's in Florida and I did a podcast on his new podcast, Changing the Game, just to talk about being an African-American woman in the sport, you know, being black on one hand and then being a woman in, in a very male dominated world. So that I think is coming out next week. And follow us on YouTube. We're finally starting to put YouTube videos out. I feel like we need to push that a little bit more. Everything's so used to like, everyone's so used to going to the audio version of it. But yeah, there is a YouTube. Uh, just Google it, Mina's House Pod. And we have a lot of great things that we're planning uh, for yes. the podcast. So I'm excited about that. All right, guys. It was great talking to y'all. We'll talk next week. Thank you for watching and listening. It's the 134th episode of the Mina's House podcast. I'm Mina Say What? I'm Shayna B. I'm Dexter Stuckey. Bye, Dexter Stuckey, Shayna B. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs>